Welcome to China Manufacturing Decoded from Sophist, the podcast where we take you through the major news and topics facing importers and manufacturers in China and Asia today. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us again on the podcast, China Manufacturing Decoded. Adrian here from the team. I'm joined by our host and our CEO, Renaud Angerard. Renaud, hi. Hey, hey, Adrian. Yeah. How are things? Yes, good. Thank you. Dark, dark days, but、uh, when we've got some sun, it's it's okay. It's pretty cold <laughs> here in in Europe, unfortunately. But、uh, that's the pre-Christmas thing, I guess. I guess now it's、uh, December the second. We're recording this, and I'm、mm. completely、uh, assailed by Christmas songs, Christmas decorations, Christmas shopping. Everything's gone crazy. Right,、uh, so、right. I guess some of the manufacturers did manage to get their stuff over into Europe after all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. Yes,、um, some stuff is shipped out in、uh, in June and July already for for,、mm. for for Christmas. So some of it went through. Yes, and there might be some from last year too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely.、Um, you know, in China, it's、uh, I mean, in Hong Kong, obviously, Christmas is big, but in places like、mm. Shanghai, it's very big too.、Mm. It's they say that for young people, it's 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 nearly like Chinese New Year. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Because if you go on the street in the Chinese cities, you might not see a lot of Christmas stuff. But when you go into, say, the shopping malls or some big stores, it's it's like crazy. It's like、yeah. being back in the West. And I kind of feel like it's more of a shopping festival. It's certainly not a religious festival.、Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, it's it's surprisingly well received in China. If you're if you're thinking, if you're listening and thinking, oh, in China they just don't celebrate Christmas at all. It's that's not entirely、Ooh. correct. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. No, so、mm. yeah, that's interesting things.、Uh, globalization, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely,、uh, absolutely.、Um, so. so, in this episode, I want to bring us back to a series of episodes we've been doing on sourcing from China.、Uh, a couple of episodes already passed, and I'll leave the links to those in the show notes. This is actually、uh, part three, and so by now we. We've started the process. We found our suppliers. We're ready to start production. And in this episode, I'd like to focus on project management and checking quality early in production.、Mm-hmm. So the first stop is project management. Then, and when we're working with a Chinese supplier. I, I don't know. Is it fair to assume that they're going to provide a dedicated member of staff to manage your your order, your project?、Um, <laughs> it depends on the situation, but you should not assume that. So, if you know, most simple and actually probably most common situation is you you see some samples you like, and you 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 say, okay, I want to purchase that. Okay,、oh, what's the minimum order quantity? Okay, let's do five thousand, and then you you want a final sample to approve with very minimal、uh, changes. You know who's going to be your contact? Who's going to be probably a salesperson on commission? Who can speak English, right? So、mm. she can speak English. She doesn't necessarily have a lot of experience. If you're just a small customer purchasing small quantities, you're not going to get the best one, right? You're going to get the one with, you know, who who was hired 
couple of months ago and still kind of figuring out how things work and but no yeah she gets um, a little percentage on 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 your order and um she 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 wants to get that money so she keeps following up uh and that's about it and in most cases there's no processes behind that it's just the boss just says okay hey you get a you get a commission so you're the salesperson you have to follow up and the boss thinks well she has a commission so she's going to follow up but following up is most of the time just being a yeah an order taker you know so let's say you, mm. you pay on alibaba and then you know there's some inquiries and they have to respond to inquiries quick and and so on and then once there's an order well there's no real processes in place. There's no frameworks to to use. There's no project management software to where things are, you know, prepared and then kept up to date and so on. There's no such things in in most Chinese uh, factories. So if you work, if if you're in in this case, yeah, you have basically a junior translator who has an interest in seeing your order through, but doesn't really have a clue what's going on. And uh, and she's waiting for you to, you know, and she say, okay, so we have an order. And then, you know, finance tells her, okay, then, uh, you know, uh, you, you make sure, okay, performer invoice is issued. Okay, then push them to get the 30% uh, first payment. Okay, and then they push the, the customer for that. And then the 30% down. And then she says, okay, what's the next step? Oh, okay, then purchasing, um, you know, let's go ahead and, and, and purchase the, the, the things we don't have in stock. And then it will go, you know, yeah, hopefully they have some kind of, uh, of, of material planning system and, 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 and production planning system. And it goes into that and there's a slot, and, you know, when all the materials are there, they start to, they, they, you know, it's in the warehouse, they release to production with a work order and so on. So that's, you know, if they have this kind of system, then it goes into the planning system. But it's not project management. It's basically it's internal routine process. And actually, yeah. um, that's a very good thing if they have that. Now, how many times have I been to a factory and said, okay, so explain to me a little bit, you know, your um, your planning systems. Yeah, material control, production control, you know. Uh, do you have an MRP? Do you have, you know... Blah blah blah. Oh, we have an ERP. Okay, so do you use the functions about? Oh no 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 no. We just use it for purchase, sales, inventory, whatever you know, accounting mostly, to mm. to have all the numbers. Oh, okay, and uh, so how do you do your plan? And like yeah, you know, production manager, you know, it talks about it with the purchasing manager and blah blah blah, and then they have a plan. Oh okay, so you, it's not really a system, right? Uh, and in that case, that's really scary. And that's what you find if, if you go to one of these, I, I have to say, if you go on Alibaba, most of the, the companies you will find there are in this case. Uh, most of the, the, the manufacturers under, uh, let's say, 150, 200 people, uh, most of them are in that case, right? And then the, think again, you have a salesperson who probably just studied English because she, she's got to speak English. It's probably junior because you're not their biggest customer uh, pro, you know, in, in, in the situation I described. So what's going to happen? You think that person is going to go there and like, hey, have you ordered everything? You know, let me see the POs. I want to make sure it's fine. And okay, hey, I want a status report on, uh, on, on when all the components would be uh, in, in store. And then you think she's going to go to the warehouse and say, hey, 
Um, so for this order, I have the, the, the bill of material here, you know, do you have everything or not? Can we push it into production? <laughs> and then mm. do you think she's going to go into production and say, hey, um, show me your first article inspection report. Show me the, um, the, 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 you know, the, the efficiency percentage, the first pass here. No, of course not. But show me your, um, the, the plan, you know, how many, so how many people work on it? Okay. And when, when is it going to finish and so on? These are simple questions. Sometimes they can get answers. Uh, but in, in, in many cases, they, they just have a, a window, you know, a contact with procurement and with, uh, with, with production, maybe with warehouse to say, Hey, you know, this order here, you know, any, what's going on just to push and then she's going to get a, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we're on it. We're on it. You know, you can tell the customer that whatever mm. you can tell the customer that all the materials should arrive, you know, by end of the week. Mm. And if she's really dedicated and nice and, you know, really flows up very closely, she will check end of the week to see if it's true and so on. But in most cases, you know what, once they have the order, what is their incentive, you know, spending more time on your project just to make sure you're really happy about the way things are run, that's going to come at the expense of following with other potential new customers. Mm. And if, if she gets one or two more of these customers, she's going to get more, um, more, more uh, sales commission, you know, within the quarter maybe. While if she does a very good job following up on your, on, on your order, yeah, in the long run, you'll be happier with them. You might give them more, 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 more business and so on. You will stick around mm-hmm. longer for them. But that's really long-term. From the point of view of that salesperson, you know, the incentives are not right. She, you know, she might not work here in, in, in three years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the problem. That's the problem. So don't, don't really count on having a project manager in that case. Now, having said that, if you are, you know, let's take the extreme example. If you are Apple and you work with uh, LuxShare or Foxconn or some of these big, big guys, do you think you have project, you have a bunch of project managers working for you, <laughs> mm. right? And you have a maybe a uh, like a chief uh, chief engineer or whatever who, who has a lot of people um, that that they can push and pull within the company, uh, that's not a problem, you know, and they will actually say, this is our development process. This is the process for following up during production. This is the process, blah, 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 blah. And, and there's software for that, right? Um, project lifecycle management software and, and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to log things and they have, they have alerts and, and things like that. And the people in Apple, they, they, they you know, they just look at the dashboard, sort of, uh, when it comes to the status of uh, of the ongoing orders. Of course, they go on site to check how things are being done. Uh, they have a lot of people uh, on the ground, right? Mostly working on um, f- following up on the, the development of new products, of course. But still, even when it's in production, it becomes a mature product. They have some people who, who keep going to have a look, right? Because they really want mm-hmm. to to keep their quality standards up to par and, and, and so on. But when it comes to the project management of the orders, everything is very, very well oiled and they don't, they don't really need to worry about that because if, if, if one of these contract manufacturers ship a little bit late, 
they get penalties and all sorts of problems. I mean, the incentives in that case are very clear. You know, the manufacturer has to make sure things are done as as uh, as required. So it, mm. I took two sort of extreme examples, but of course it depends on the situation. But it, it's it's still the rare factory where you know you you get a um, a project manager for for your orders if if it's not you know if there's no heavy development work or if you're not a big customer that's mm. the situation yeah and i think that plays into the overall topic of this series of of episodes because this is about doing your own sourcing so you know you've mentioned a lot of the questions that you really want your contact at the factory to be asking but they're not necessarily going to ask those questions of their colleagues in actually on the factory floor unless you're prompting them to go and ask them so it's all about right. doing it yourself and and so you make a good point there of you know once once production's starting you don't take your foot off the gas you need to keep making yes, that exactly. effort to to push it forward yeah okay yeah, uh, yeah i get it i get it yeah yeah you need to look if for people who are just starting to 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 buy from from china or from vietnam or from india or you you know it's kind of your job to follow up on what's going on just like it's mm. your job to define your requirements define your quality standards and so on it's mm. your job right so you outsource manufacturing but you still keep the um, you know the the yeah the, the management in your hands this is not outsourced you, you mm. can't just say okay you know i uh, it's like buying on amazon and okay well done and oh they already um they already hit the the the, the credit card and 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 i know that i get it in a couple of days <laughs> it's like the other extreme unfortunately yeah absolutely okay um you mentioned the quality standard just then for example we want to make sure our suppliers are staying in line with what our expectations are so that that could be you know adhering to the quality standard there are penalties for example that can be enforced to keep suppliers in line right yes of course so okay first you got to be careful you you i see some people who 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 go a little bit overboard with penalties usually penalties are for uh, late shipments and for some um, some mistakes. Let, let, let's focus on late shipments first. And and these days you can't really give penalty for late shipment, by the way, because huh. uh, <laughs> the, the shipping situation is such that there's a lot of uh, unpredictability. Mm. Um, but at least you would be late um, readiness, right? Late end of production. Let's call it this way. So. A lot of buyers write something like, okay, we want it to be done, to, to be finished, you know, ready by, I don't know, for example, 20 December. And if it's more than one week late or more than 10 days late, then if beyond that, then it's, you know, 5%, and you know, whatever. let's say up to 10 days, no, no penalty. 11 days to, um, to to 18 days is 5% penalty, 5% of the amount of the, you know, the value of the goods. If mm. it's 18 to whatever, I let you uh, do the math, but plus one week, then it's 10%, then plus one week, then it's another 10%. 
this is good for sort of scaring the factory a bit. Oh, you know, we, 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 we got to be careful. However, in many cases, the factory just kind of pushes back on that and say, hey, look, you, you want your, your order. We, we're doing the best we can, but got some issues with this component supplier and da, da, da. And, you know, and you did not approve the sample in time. So, you know, you, you, you get, you know, this has cost us some, some, um, some time. And, you know, but we're not going to accept the, um, these penalties. And then what do you do? Do you say, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pay the full amount anyway. And then they say, well, we don't accept that. And, you know, if you push them, then they're going to say, well, we're, you know, we're not going to ship the goods in these conditions. <laughs> then what do you do? Right. Mm. So you, you got to be, um, got to be careful. It's better to put small penalties and make sure that the factory sort of get, get a response, even if it's just an email, you know, black or white, black and white. Hey, you know, you're aware of this, these you know late penalties and you think they are fair right um you know at the beginning of course the the earlier the better and then after that it becomes a bit harder for them to uh, to renegotiate that uh and yeah make them really fair maybe the, the first i don't know eight to ten days nothing and then maybe the, the next five days it's maybe two percent right so it's a it's a little took a little um <laughs> a little punishment and then after that it's an extra 3% mm-hmm. for the, the, the following week. And then, but the problem is then after that, what, you know, then after that, maybe you say that they will have to ship by air. And that, that is really the big scary thing. Right. Uh, but you, you know, you don't want it to, to snowball to the point where, Oh, well, you know, we're so late now it's um, <laughs> we have 25% penalty on the price of the goods. We're going to lose so much money on that. Hey, we're not going to ship in these conditions. We're just going to sell the goods to somebody else, right? Uh, so you, you you don't want that. You yeah. don't want that. Or they think it's unfair and they get offended and they're not happy. And Right. Now, a certain amount of penalties that is very uh, you know, fair, balanced, they will see that as something they can really push back on. So it's more realistic. And the fact that you have realistic penalties for late shipment will help you, let's say, not get deprioritized too much. So, mm. you know, they, they have this other big customer that's pushing them. Oh, you know, I really need you to put to, to ship on time and so on. They're going to look at different orders that they could push back. And if your order has an enforceable manufacturing agreement and, you, and they can feel that you are pretty... Um, pretty uptight about it, pretty serious about it. And it includes some penalties for late shipments. Well, 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 you know, they're going to, they're going to look at other orders where the customers haven't taken these precautions first, and they're going to push back the the orders of these customers first, which kind of makes sense, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Looking for a way to, um, to avoid getting hurt. (laughs) Let's say this way. On the other hand, yes, as I say, you don't want to go overboard with the penalties. You also don't want them to rush production because it's it's like the worst thing. The rush production, these quality issues, they didn't whatever. They didn't let the you know that glue cure. They didn't let the the, the thing you know <laughs> dry properly. The the paint dry mm. properly. Whatever happens, or they they really put a lot of pressure on the assembly guys and the they even did the job at you know 1 a.m. Uh, to mm. finish the job quick, and then 
of course, there's, there's some issues. They, they did a bad job. Well, you, you, you have two problems here. Number one, your products are not made at the standard you want. And number two, when you're going to complain about it, they're going to tell you sort of it's your fault. You know, well, you know, you, you, timing was so important to you. We thought, you know, it's the only thing that mattered. We really made a lot of efforts to ship it on time. You know, you, mm. you, you know, don't complain. Like we, we pushed the stuff really hard for you because <laughs> you were, you really wanted it to be shipped on time, right? Mm. Yeah, well, I want the right stuff to be shipped on time. Yeah, but uh, come on. I mean, you insisted so much on timing. <laughs> we thought you were one of these customers that don't care about quality, right? Mm. Uh, so you, you, you give them a, a good excuse and, uh, and in their mind, it is a good excuse. So you, you got to be careful with that. And, and yeah, I mentioned there's other kinds of penalties. So for example, you, you're going to deliver to a retailer and then the retailer tells you, well, here's the list of chargebacks. You know, the, the barcode is missing. Beam, uh, 50 bucks. Uh, the, there's a mistake in shipping mark. Beam, uh, yeah, you know, and so on and so forth. Then hmm. just take that and you, you, you put it in your agreement with your supplier so you can just charge them back on, uh, on the charges that the retailer is going to charge you. Right. So, um, and same thing with Amazon and, and, and so on. So things is normal. If you specify things very carefully, very clearly, then when they make a mistake, they should be aware of the cost of that mistake. Right. And they should eat the cost of poor quality, basically. Um, mm. And they should know about that from the start. And guess what? They will pay more attention. Mm. And and also quite relevant to the period before and maybe just after Chinese New Year as well when it comes to, uh, especially before, when it comes to rushing. So, yeah, that's one thing to think about. I suppose the name of the game here is to communicate very, very clearly before this even happens. You don't really want to get to the point where you need to try to penalise the supplier. All right. Yeah, you again, you need to, you need to plan. You need to plan ahead. Mm. You need to communicate a lot with them. Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. Best practices for tracking production that uh, professional buyers would follow. Do you have any of those to suggest? Yeah, sure. Well, first, if you're going to purchase a um, substantial amount of product, you need to make sure that they can actually make it in the, the, in the window that, that you give them. If you say, well, you need to make 50,000 of these, and you know you have 45 days and it's already going to take them maybe 20 days to get all the materials you know right from their own suppliers now the remaining 25 days is it sufficient for them to check what receives you know maybe do the cutting maybe do some some sewing or some assembly or whatever um you know do it carefully step by step uh, if there's a little problem, you know, time to rework and pack it all up and and present it for final inspection, is it going to be enough time? So first, before you even issue that kind of order, you need to make sure they have the capacity. And this is something that we, we check in our technical and quality audits. And this is mm-hmm. something that a lot of buyers um, want to know about. If it's... Um, <laughs> if it's actually going to take them uh, three months because they don't have enough capacity well, and, oh, and they're very busy with other customers and whatnot, what's going to happen? Either they're going to be late or they're going to subcontract. 
Do you want to push mm. them to subcontract with all the, the risks that it entails for, for your company? I don't think so. Right. So the first thing is actually to know what they're capable of, right? To, to, to sum it up. Yep. Then you, when they say 45 days, okay, write 45 days everywhere, but and make sure that it's a very clear, um, clear cut. You know, it starts on that day, just after this is approved or whatever. Um, or just after the three percent down is, is 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 you know is is it after it's sent or after it's received? You know you, you need to be precise. Mm-hmm. Um, then you need to add a bit of padding in your in your in your internal uh, schedule. Not only because you might not have a container, right? So you might actually add uh, a very long padding, maybe a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also. Um, some of it for 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 production because production might um, might might be late and with some factories it's like every time is late <laughs> so mm. you need to look at the history with that with that supplier maybe they tend to be always over uh, over optimistic right uh, then you have to, to say well with that supplier we don't add one week extra we add three weeks extra because. If they're only one week late, we're surprised. We know they're always late. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, you you need to think about the risk. What are the risks here? Oh, it's a new product in this factory. Well, we need to maybe send an inspector during production. We need to 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 pay extra attention to quality, you know, or or whatever, right? Or we know that we had some issues on the displays last time. And, it, you know, after some investigation, we saw that it came from the, their display supplier. Okay, then we got to check the displays before they start assembling, you know, the, whatever the, the tablets, let's say. You know, we're going to check it up before they do the, the assembly. Uh, you know, you target, the, you think of the risk and you target the risks. This is good project management. And then, yeah, you, you, you keep, when it comes to managing the schedule, you need to think of the milestones that are really important, and you need you you want to know when they're going to hit the milestones. So maybe you you make a plan uh, with I don't know maybe you have ten milestones or five milestones, and of course if you develop a new product, there's going to be a lot more milestones than if you purchase something that's um, made um, you know off the shelf. Uh, yep. So. Let's say you, you, you still buy something just very simple off the shelf. You know, when I, maybe the milestone is maybe the first payment. And then the, um, the time when all the components and accessories have been purchased and then the receipt of all of these components, accessories, materials, and then they are put on, they start to be uh, released to production. And then, I don't know, the first finished product, maybe. Because very often it does make sense to send an inspector uh, checking the, the first pieces. Um, and, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe 50% of, uh, of, of production done and then ready for final inspection and then shipment date. These are very, very, very common sort of milestones. And then what you, um, what you, what you do is you send them the list and say, well, you know, please put the, um, you know, please do the plan based on that. I'd like to know your, your idea about that. When do you think it's going to happen? 
And then, you know, as the order actually ha- comes up and things happen, let's say, <laughs> and and um, you ask them for, for an update maybe once a week, maybe you have a, a weekly check-in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe, boom, there's 10 minutes face-to-face on Skype or something. And, uh, and, and they have to update the, the, the plan, then you start to see the, the delta, the, the extra, extra days coming up, right? That's, uh, and, and, and they, tend to, um, yeah, they, they tend to be maybe three days late and then five days late, 10 days late and so on. That's interesting. Uh, and then you ask them for some comments and you actually keep track of the comments and you keep track of the successive changes in the plan. And it's really something where you can put them to shame, you know, and um, and you can tell the salesperson, hey, you know, go see your manager and show them that and ask them if they think I should be happy, right? And and, and sometimes it does have a, an impact. Like they say, you know, oh, these guys are tracking, um, you know, and that's not so good. And then based on that, um, you can have a, a supplier performance management system where you, you extract some KPIs about that. For example, the you, you look at the end of production, you know, on average, how many days behind the target are they? And you, at the end of the quarter, you can you can tell them, hey, here's the KPI, you know, and um, it's getting better, it's getting worse uh, relative to uh, what it was in the previous quarter, for example, mm. right? And here's the trend. So you, there's a lot of things you can do here, but what I always tell uh, people is. If you track this uh, and you feed it back to the supplier, you will have more weight. They, they will look at the numbers. They're learning something about their process. Maybe it's totally broken processes. They're going to learn something from it. Uh, they're going to talk about it probably. And since they have a target and they see you following up, they will have you know they will feel a little bit more pressure. <laughs> if that makes sense. Right? Mm. So that that's really what what we we uh, it's the same if you you know if you work in a, a manufacturing facility it's just the same you know the work of your purchasers this is typically done by by the purchasing team that issues the POs and then follows up on on the delivery and and so on sometimes if there's a project manager well it could be done by the project manager of course to follow up on that but feeding feeding the your findings feeding the performance back to the supplier quite important okay and a a quick before we move on to checking quality early a quick word on how to actually communicate Uh, it's probably tempting to use wechat or email that's that's probably what your contact at the factory is going to be using some of the time but i i guess you would uh disagree with that as a project management tool um so you can you can use whatever you you feel you know is uh, is is most convenient for daily communication for pushing and things like that however mm. it's totally unstructured so you need to probably when you make a decision and you, you make a you know you confirm something you want to send it by email and keep it um, yeah. when when you keep track of the different dates and the comments that they give you and so on have you know maybe a document where you save this little by little over time because otherwise you, you you just can't go back in your widget feed and you know it's totally unstructured uh, it's really not helpful for that so um yeah uh, make sure you know what what is um 
what is just for the instant communication and what is actually to to keep traces of what was communicated mm. uh, yeah okay makes a lot of sense uh, for keeping the supplier accountable absolutely okay moving on to the second topic today checking quality early okay so what can go wrong once you've started production that could actually be solved by doing quality inspections so quality inspections don't really solve things but they they surface the problems earlier Mm -hmm. sometimes the the manufacturers themselves they're not they're not aware of the problem so you you point it out to them and then they have time to to think, to understand the problem, to make sure it doesn't uh, impact the whole production batch, hopefully. Um, and, and and maybe they have to do some rework or maybe some small reproduction and maybe in a way that, you know, doesn't really push the, the timelines too, too, too much. Uh, if you wait until the last moment, that, that's where, wow, you find a problem and then it, it really becomes a big problem then, right? So... Mm-hmm. Now, if, if, if you tell them that you're going to do productions, it, it's going to put a bit more pressure on the supplier. It's going to help reduce certain risks. Uh, risk number one is that they, they, they prioritize other orders. And by saying, hey, we're sending someone you know, that, that day, then they know that they have to have some production going. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty, uh, um, it's going to look pretty bad. Right, mm-hmm. so it pushes them a bit to uh, to move ahead on your order. Risk number two uh, is unauthorized subcontracting. Maybe yeah, again they're very busy or they don't have enough. Um, they don't have enough staff, um, or you know whatever problem they have, and they uh, they are very tempted to just give it to one of the small workshops in their neighborhood. You know, it's it's cheap. It's done fast. It's uh, there's not much follow up on anything, but at least it gets done. Um, <laughs> it's it's tempting, right? Uh, but if you say, well, we're going to have someone come to your factory and check there, then they know that if there's no production right there, and they, they bring them to a, a small crappy workshop. Uh, again, it's it's going to look bad. So it mm. does reduce that risk, and. Yeah, also it forces them to think about your standard, you know, to kind of maybe study your 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 requirements, your specification sheet a little bit more carefully, because they know that they will be held up to that, and someone coming, and it's going to be pretty apparent if they they, they totally went uh, the wrong way. So these these are the ways it it, uh, it can help. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Good. And. We're talking about checking quality early, so this isn't a final random inspection. But if we're sending an inspector to check on production, when do we actually send them? And this can vary, right? Mm. Right, right. So, okay, when it comes to, let's say, hot goods, you know, if we if we put garments, you know, clothing and home textile and so on aside. If we just look at the hard goods, in general, it is good to go there to do a first article inspection, FAI. So it's really going there when um, the first finished products come off the line and and you really do a, a full thorough check on them. And if, if it look good, then, you know, keep going. If it don't look so good, um, you know, what's going on? Maybe 
the setup of the action molding machine is wrong. Maybe the, you know, one of the assembly uh, methods is wrong. Maybe, I don't know, mm-hmm. if it's furniture, maybe you'll find that they, they drill the hole uh, in the, you know, in a way that's not aligned and you cannot even assemble it. Well, <laughs> you know, hey, um, you have to check your, your, your fixtures for, 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 for the drilling and, and make sure mm-hmm. that, that this is, uh, this problem is, uh, is fixed before you've produced everything, right? These are just some examples. But yeah, in general, um, when the first finished products come off the line, that's a very good time to go. And, and this is really helping them, you know, giving them feedback right away. Um, it's not really trying to see if they, they are very, um, you know, they, uh, how to say, it's not really to see their average quality or to judge on anything. Because sure. of course they're going to say, well, it's the first ones, you know, it's there's this this issue, but of course, you know, as we sort of warm up, you know, they get better. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's it's sort of helping them. And then if it's a big production batch, or if there were issues at that stage, then come back when they have maybe ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent of um, of the products, uh, you know, finished. Uh, it might just be one or two days later come back and, and check again as a follow-up. And this time there might be, I don't know, 2000 pieces already uh, already made. Okay, then let's pick some at random from that, that, that batch. And then we start to have an idea about average quality and the proportion mm-hmm. of the defectives, right? Uh, when it comes to clothing um, in general, there's, um, the same logic holds and also... Um, if if it's a large order, it might make sense to actually ch- check the way they cut the fabric and and also check uh, when they f- f- put the first bundles uh, into the sewing lines. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, confirming that the line leader is is you know doing a good job of onboarding everything and that they're doing a nice job. Uh, because sometimes it takes hours to you know before the first finished product comes out. So um, and and also sometimes it's not organized as a line. That's a very big uh, issue. Sometimes they they can keep working, and I'm you know I'm not even talking about cutting. I'm talking about sewing here. They might be working for two weeks and you don't see any finished product because they do you know mm-hmm. the first operation they would do you know everything and then the second operation everything and so on. By the time they get to the the, the the 10th operation, uh, it's two weeks later. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, pop, 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 you know, you, you have a lot of finished products. <laughs> but if it really messed up at the, I don't know, the fifth operation, then all the, you know, the entire batch is affected uh, before you see any finished product. So in some cases, it's important to go earlier, even mm. before there's any finished product. And same thing for other, other things. I don't know. Uh, there's... Um, you buy you buy metal product and you you know you you're really afraid about powder coating, uh, you know the, the painting, and maybe you you want to have someone there to double check that the parts are really clean without dirt without grease or anything before they get powder coated and and and, and so on and maybe that you you want to check the method of powder coating because you don't want like a sagging effect or so certain uh, effects or you know of 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 the paint once it dries. Uh, so if you if you have some very specific risks to target, and you you suspect a root cause, you know potential root cause, then you can have someone there to observe 
what's going on and to confirm that, yeah, it's fine. You know, um, they're doing it right. We don't see any issue. Mm-hmm. Or they're doing it wrong and we tell them right away. <laughs> right. So. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And, and talking of doing it wrong, I mean, if you found the problems and you're talking about telling them, what sort of issues might you find? And 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 then, you know, just briefly, what, what are the sort of uh, actions that you want to be taking? Well, it could be, yeah, it could be anything. <laughs> yes. Um, it could be that a few of the pieces have a certain problem, but it's, it's really not widespread. Okay, well, you know, it's kind of accidents. Are you sure it's accidents? You know, where might you come from? Everything has a certain problem. Oh, okay, big, big issue. Then let's let's go to work on it. But then, you know, first, do they actually agree it's a problem? You know, maybe the the buyer's standard is very unclear. Maybe the inspector says, well, this usually is a problem. I mean, look at it. Uh, you know, if <laughs> and and then the, the supplier says, okay, well, show me in the the customer's documentation where they say it's a problem. Uh, they don't say it black and white. That's right. Okay, then we should ask them first. <laughs> Sometimes they refuse to um, to to make any changes. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you 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 know you, you you find some problems and then you look around and you don't see any manager, and you 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 look for the line leader and you say, hey, um, you know, this is a very serious problem. You get to stop, and the guy says, I don't have authority to stop production. Because it's a very big deal when you stop production, yeah. Um, and in some factories, they, they really never stop production. <laughs> and then you say, okay, so where's the manager? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, you go in the offices, you go in the warehouse, you go, you know. Oh, there's a, there's no manager here. Where are they? We don't know. Hmm. Can you try to call them? Um, uh, we need to ask this assistant over there. I cannot do it. Oh, and then you know you waste so much time, and in the end. There's, Nobody who says stop production, they say, no, 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 talk with the customer first. <laughs> um, very, uh, you know, not very nice. Um, <laughs> so sometimes it happens. And, and again, that speaks to the importance of having a clear documented standard. I think he's scaring the listeners here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this is usually with relatively immature um, organizations but there's a lot of them sure there's a lot of them it, it could be yeah it could be a infinite number of problems that you can find there mm-hmm. um some of them pretty minor and some of them actually pretty uh, pretty serious some of them might come from the suppliers some of them might come from the 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 methods that they are using in, in the factory some of them might come from Maybe a wrong way of testing or measuring something, so they don't they don't even catch something, some some problems, but they are sure that it's actually okay. <laughs> some yeah might come from the equipment, maybe the poor maintenance, you know, maybe some tooling that that, uh, that that you know maybe it's really time to to replace it, uh, and it's creating defects and so on. There's an infinite number of problems. Mm. Okay. <laughs> So the, the, your inspector is a really, really important ally then in, in making sure that uh, things don't go sideways at, uh, at an early stage. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Good planning and uh, yeah, and having someone there with with a brain and a couple of eyes to yes to um, yeah to look at what's going on. 
Good. And uh, some of the issues that you've just mentioned, they sound pretty expensive. Okay. So talk to me a little bit, if, 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 if I may ask, before we close it out, about mm-hmm. the 110 100 ratio in relation to checking quality mm-hmm. early. Right, right, right. So that, that's a uh, general concept, but actually there, there have been studies that, that show this type of relationship. And not just in manufact in um, developing a new product and manufacturing it, uh, mm-hmm. in 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 other areas as well. So when it comes to products, and this is more specifically related to um, new products that are developed, if you develop a new product, well, you if you're still at the design stage, maybe in in a, in, in a CAD drawing, let's say it's just you know simple mechanical drawing. Uh, and 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 you you you're working on that. You make a mistake there. If you see it, if there's a review and you 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 catch the problem, and you fix it there, it's really not that expensive. It might take you five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So you might you may even do some uh, some simulations. A lot of CAD software now can can uh, can can help you do simulations to see what the weaknesses are on on the product. And maybe you know you bend it like this this angle with that kind of force, it's going to break here. Oh, okay, that's a problem. You know? um, mm. If you don't catch it there, you spend time making prototypes and so on. You you test the prototype, and most of the, you know, a lot of problems are, are caught at this this stage if there's a good testing plan already on the prototypes well it's not that expensive but you still have to you know do another round and order some materials again and put them together in prototypes and test again so it's maybe a factor times 10 uh, mm-hmm. over just changing it in the, in the in the drawing then if you approve the prototype and you don't make any changes to the product design anymore and you go into production and you find some problems there. Whoa, that mm. that might be another times ten or times fifteen or times twenty uh, on the cost of just figuring out there's a problem on the prototype and fixing it at that stage. Right? Production, yeah. you you might even have to throw away the wool batch, uh, or you know, or I mean, it, it might be an enormous problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in, for certain kinds of products, if it actually makes it into the field and then the problems are found after that stage, it might be enormously expensive. It might be another factor 10, you know, 10x. So for example, structural steel. So I think it's uh, last week we, we, uh, we, we, we uploaded some new videos on YouTube and so on about some mm-hmm. uh, physical, uh, how, how to, to test certain physical properties of steel, you know, yes. uh, tensile strength, toughness, uh, and, and so on. And if, for example, you use structural steel for construction and, you know, and it goes into, I don't know, a bridge or a skyscraper or something like that. And then only after that, do you say, oh, well, wait a minute, actually, <laughs> you know, it's not up to the standard. Ouch! Yes, that can be a, a gigantic problem, right? So that's why you know doing the reviews, you know, design reviews are very, very uh, valuable. They spend, mm-hmm. they they save a lot of uh, time and money. And and by the way, when I say a, a factor ten, it's not just in money; it's also in time to fix it. 
right? Uh, making a new prototype is going to take, you know, easily 10 times more, more time than just making a change in the CAD drawing, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, design reviews will save you a lot of time and money. Uh, very thorough, very careful, carefully planned uh, testing of prototypes mm-hmm. will save you a lot of headaches <laughs> and time and money. And of course, you you want to to check, you know, you're making production, right? But spending more, uh, how to say, uh, front loading. Your, your efforts at doing reviews and testing, inspection, um, thinking, you know, uh, challenging your design, uh, doing durability, reliability testing in an accelerated way and things like that, testing to failure just to understand where the, the, the weaknesses are. This is often really the way to go. Uh, this is what what smart companies do. And um, yeah, so so... Don't just go ahead quick, 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 because you, uh, if you, you jump, you, you skip some of these, um, uh, these steps, it might come back to bite you later and cost you much more time and money than what you thought you were saving. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Marathon, not sprint. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Well, that, that's a great way to round out the episode. And um, that concludes the third part of our uh, series about doing your own, you know, sourcing uh, from China and then manufacturing, uh, developing and manufacturing your product. So that was project management and checking quality early in production. Thanks for a no. Cool. All right. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Sophies Group. We're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfillment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at sofeast.com, that's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot com, to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review and share because it will really help others discover us too. 